Hi guys, welcome back to the Going With The Flow podcast. I'm not going to lie, I've attempted to film the intro for this for a good 20 minutes I'd say. Um, I don't know what it is, I've spoken about this on my Instagram story but I just really struggle to introduce myself or not even myself, it's more like the just starting out when you're like recording something or filming something, I don't know what it is about it, I just really struggle, it takes me ages to like get into the flow of things don't know if anyone else struggles with that. If you do, please let me know. Um, but yeah, now we're getting going. It's fine. But yeah, I just want to apologise as well because I didn't record an episode last week because it was just a really hectic week um, having started a new job and everything. So yeah, I think I sort of overshot it when I said I was going to record one every week and well, release one every week, one episode. Um, because I didn't really realise how long it would actually take to film and record and edit and it is quite a lengthy process, I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, I might not be doing it every week now. Well, especially now having a job. Um, but I'm going to aim to do it every other week because I think that's more realistic and attainable. So, yeah, don't worry, guys. They're not going anywhere. The episodes are still coming. Um, and, yeah, I've also got some really good guests lined up. So they are still on board. And, yeah, I'm really excited to interview them. Let's pretty much get into today's episode. It's pretty chilled. I'm just going to ask, well, answer um, questions from my Instagram because I just went on my story and asked you guys. I thought I'd just mix it up, to be honest with you guys. Um, but yeah, let's just crack on and get into the first question. So the first question is tips for pitching to clients. Um, so in my previous role in marketing, I had to pitch quite a, quite a lot well not just me myself like we was in a team but we did have to do a lot of like proposals and pitches to clients try and get them on board and obviously like sell our services well marketing services so yeah I have had a bit of experience with this and just from my personal experience I would say the number one tip is to have a good slide deck that you can follow and to also just rehearse and prepare for it as well because if you combine the two, then you're really organised, you know what you're talking about, you know what's coming up with the slides. And you also have that visual like aid there to keep the audience engaged. Because that is just so important because they, they need to follow it. They need to understand what you're talking about. It needs to be clear, consistent. And yeah, you just got to sell it to them. So yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, create a simple but engaging presentation. So, you know, introduce yourself and the company, the brand, whatever it's for. Um, make sure that it's clear um, and designed in a way that is cohesive and, you know, just looks professional. It doesn't look confusing. And it just straight away on every single slide, you understand what it says. And then you can talk your way through that. I also think less is more when it comes to things like this, um, things like this, <laughs> things like this, um, especially with like portfolio design and presentations. I think sometimes you can overdo it. If you have like loads of text on there, you don't need it. Just make sure you stick to the points, have some, have some imagery on there as well, just to mix it up and balance it out because no one wants to, you know, see loads and loads of text on a slide. It's just not what anyone wants. But yeah, I guess you've got to really prepare as well. As I've said previously, you know, make sure you know your audience, make sure you know who you're talking to, make sure, you know, the brief is clear um, and you've answered all of the questions that they have, um, whether that's, you know, setting aims and objectives, how you're going to measure the campaign, what the campaign concept is, 
you need to make sure that you know you've got as much in there as possible but at the same time you need to make sure that it's simple and you know it doesn't drag on for ages and you're just sort of getting through the points um, in a very like systemat- systematic but you know informative way so yeah and then I'd also say if you're like new to pitches um, and you're like creating one or you're working for an agency and you're having to do one in your role I'd say it is a very nerve-wracking thing I absolutely hated it I couldn't stand I couldn't stand it like pitching in front of people oh it was my worst nightmare I used to dread it I remember the first one I ever had to do I don't even think I said a word I think my manager just carried it all and I just sort of stood there because I was just so nervous I didn't know what to say and there's that pressure of oh if I say the wrong thing like we could not land this client and it would all be my fault but I think the thing is like it's not that deep um, and you know you probably are more clued up on the things that you're talking about than you think Um, so yeah I'd I'd say it definitely comes with practice and experience like I'm definitely still not you know extremely confident with it I've gone got a long way to go but I've definitely improved from when I first started out because genuinely guys I I didn't speak I was literally like a mouse so yeah, it, it definitely comes um, with time, but you know, take it easy, give yourself a break, don't expect yourself to be this amazing public speaker straight away that knows how to pitch to a client because it might not be that way. And if it is, then that's amazing. Um, some people are just naturally like better at communicating than you know, are confident. Um, but yeah, if you're not one of those people like me, don't worry, you can, you know, pitch you can get there and you can pitch. Um, and my advice for building your confidence is to one do as many as you can if there is a chance that you can get involved in a pitch at work or to a client the more you do the more confident you'll get the more experience you'll have with the type of questions what to ask what to say how to go about things so yeah just do it even if you just sit in it even if you're just sitting in a pitch and hearing what other people say and how they do it it's all so important to get more confident and to know sort of how it goes and how the structure goes Obviously, every single pitch is different, but yeah, that's just that's just some of the best tips from me. Um, again, I'm not a professional, you know, pitcher, if that's a word. <laughs> but yeah, that is the best two tips for me. Have a really good presentation and make sure you do practice and rehearse before. So moving on to question number two, how do I expand my portfolio? I've added most of my previous projects I've done. Okay, so... If you've already done projects and you know you want to expand your portfolio there's two ways you could go about it you could go back to the existing projects you've done and review them and think okay what could I do better here are these at the standard that I want them to be at and is there anything else I can do to expand the project you know let's say you've done a social campaign before for a brand is there anything that you can do to add to that I don't know maybe do something else on a different platform have you added the tracking for the analytics of it Have you added a bit about the consumer and the branding? Like there's loads of things that you could probably add. And then the second thing is adding new projects. So, you know, making it up, you could do fake projects. You could, you know, do some work for free. I know that's not ideal, but, you know, if if there's a small business out there that you want to help out and you want to gain some experience, there's no harm in doing that for free because it will give you that portfolio there. Um well portfolio projects so yeah I'd say you know have a research about the niche and the industry you want to go into let's say I don't know you want to go into branding Um, have a research about the types of projects that people have done for branding go on like 
Behance, um, I think that's how you say it. I don't know if it's how you say it, pronounce it, sorry. Um, and have a look at like what other portfolios are out there um, for branding, because there'll definitely be some. I, know, I mean, there's loads of websites and stuff. So yeah, take some inspiration from that and then think of like a project or, you know, just a, a um, campaign or what, whatever it is um, you could do surrounding that um, that's going to make your portfolio stand out more. Because there's always, you know, more you can do. At the same time, you know, I think having three or four really good projects isn't enough. Um, and I think it's also about getting yourself out there as well because obviously it's important to have a really good portfolio but if you're not making effort to send an email to apply for jobs to network with people on LinkedIn it's just going to sit there on a web on a website or it's just going to sit there on a pdf file and never get out so yeah I think you have to make sure that you're combining it with the effort um to you know connect with people and to get your portfolio in front of people as well as making sure that it is to a good standard but yeah I mean if you want tips on how to create like a fake portfolio I am in the pro well in process of doing a fake projects masterclass so I'm going to be teaching people how they can actually create a fake project and that's more focused on marketing so if you are interested in marketing that would be perfect for you Um, but yeah I mean there's, there's definitely loads of resources out there anyway so third question what was your first job or anything you worked in marketing related um my first job was literally not long ago to be honest it was about a year and a half ago now when I graduated uni in 2020 um I was quite fortunate because I got a job quite quick after uni well it was about six months well six months was it I graduated in May and then I got a job in September so I think yeah it wasn't wasn't six months um it was about four or five but yeah it it wasn't too long but again it was quite you know it, I did have quite a break you know having to find jobs and getting rejected and stuff but yeah I know I know it does take some people like a year some people a month some people land you know it, it just depends but yeah I was quite lucky that I did get a job in September um, and it was for an agency, it was for a marketing agency and they were local to me. So there was about 20 minutes down the road and yeah, they were quite small. It was mainly like business to business marketing. So it was quite corporate. Um, and yeah, I didn't have any marketing experience prior to that, to be honest. I did one like internship at, um, at London. And when I say that, you probably automatically think, oh, you know, she's doing a really good internship in London. Oh, it must be great. It wasn't. I literally worked backstage at a fashion show because I, I took fashion at uni, so we had to go on this trip and it was mandatory. And yeah, it was for New... Uh, not New York Fashion Week, London Fashion Week. And it was a PR internship, right? So I'm thinking, yeah, this is great. You know, it's a fashion brand. We get there and you literally just help people get, like, just seat people to the seats. You know, you just walk them over and that's it. Like, you didn't do anything else. So yeah, it wasn't... I, it wasn't experience it was great because I got to watch this fashion show but I wouldn't class it as marketing experience because I didn't really gain anything from it if I'm honest however you know there's no like you gain something from everything like I did gain something I was like you know communicating and talking to people my advice for anyone who is starting out in marketing I do like as many courses and just try and be pro- productive with um with your time you know try and do go on LinkedIn and just learn about marketing and do 
like courses uh, as i've said because it just really helps um when i went into my role i didn't have a scooby-doo about anything like i didn't even know how to structure a social media post or to to email a client or a, a pr contact i didn't know any any of that so yeah it was a very new experience and i was really nervous i didn't even come out of my shell to be honest for like a year like i just felt I just felt like I was sort of just learning, taking everything in. And yeah, I did gain a lot of experience there. You know, it was it was great because I worked on a lot of different things. So it was like email marketing, social, PR, copywriting. So I did get like a good overall, um, well, experience of loads of different marketing fields. But at the same time, it just wasn't for me. Like it was very business to business and especially now I've got a new job it's really opened my eyes to what it's like to work for a large company who have huge clients and that's b2c and business to consumer so yeah it's definitely a lot more exciting now but I mean the thing is you can't you can't really expect yourself to land your dream job straight away and from working that year at this local agency yes it wasn't very big and yes you know I knew that I probably wasn't going to stay there forever because you know I was only a marketing assistant and it just wasn't you know the ideal clients that I'd want to work with but it was experience and it's getting your foot in the door and it's you know having that building your confidence and I just learned so much there so yeah I think that's a good tip as well for anyone starting out like don't don't knock down opportunities because you know you think oh well it's only a small company or oh you know I want to get a job in London straight away or I want to get a job that's huge and you know if I didn't take that job I would not have done flow because I wouldn't have learned the skills I needed to do flow so yeah I think as much as you know I'd go for um these huge corporate roles or you know dream jobs at ASOS wherever it might be definitely don't knock down other opportunities as well because sometimes you can gain a lot from those jobs um whatever they are yeah I basically worked there for a year uh I quit in November so I quit about three months ago now um and then I started flow and then now I actually work at a global marketing agency um not a marketing agency sorry PR agency and they're actually the world's biggest PR agency. So it is a huge jump. Like genuinely, I could not have gone from like, it was just literally zero to 100. But it's it's really interesting to like have that comparison. And, you know, what it's like to have a huge team versus a small team and to work with like small local clients to working with huge clients. Like it's, it's great to, you know, see the how the two work differently, I guess. Anyway, moving on to question four. So if you were going to hire an employee right now, what role would you hire for? Oh, this is difficult because I've actually got an intern at the minute and she is amazing um, and she's just sort of getting experience in social. But I would say if I was hiring, I'd definitely say like content creation for social media. But it's so difficult because I can't really hire anyone for that if I was to hire because you know, I'm like the face of flow. So filming content and stuff is just something that I have to do. And I can't really ever get anyone else to do it. Um, Obviously, if I was, you know, flow got really big, then I'd get other people to do it for me. Um, 
because you know everyone's already probably sick of hearing my face um, hearing my face hearing my voice and seeing my face anyway but um yeah it, it's one of those that I can't really outsource it um and I'm quite perfectionist with you know how I want my Instagram to look and all the content and I think if that was a job I definitely like support with it because it does take the longest amount of time like content creation takes so long you got to do a TikTok every day then you've got to repurpose it onto Instagram you've got to do carousels which take ages and then do it on LinkedIn and track all your analytics and yeah it's definitely something that people don't realize in terms of you know thinking oh it's just a social post but I've actually spent like a good few hours making that carousel um so yeah I think if I was to hire it might be social ideally but I probably realistically couldn't hire for that um other things it probably just be like a marketing assistant you know getting some PR work some um you know email marketing and stuff like that um in terms of like Flo's offerings as well, I'd like to do so much more. Again, it's just like time. Um, so I'd probably get someone to maybe support with that. But, you know, I think there's just loads that you can do, especially when you're running your own business. Like I didn't even realize how much there is to do, um, especially like just the behind the scenes stuff as well, like keeping track of your finances and making sure, making sure that, you know you're on top of everything in that sense and just all of the organization and like the, the the different tasks that you've got to do to keep your business running even like customer service as well like making sure that you're constantly you know just replying to people on insta is a job in itself because um, i get loads of questions like every single week and i absolutely love helping you guys out but you know it it is essentially time and like time is money um and i never ever don't answer instagram questions unless it's like really 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 like hi can you do my whole uh exam paper for me or something like that which I have had a few of before no like disrespect or anything it's just I, I don't have time to obviously like um you know answer like a full-on dissertation question but yeah of course right like, when people have a message and they say how oh, can I have some tips like I'll just be like yeah yeah sure I'll give you loads of voice notes and give you as much advice as I can but at the same time, it is difficult because obviously you are trying to run a business and, you know, time is money and you need to be effective with it. Um, and obviously I'd love to, you know, give free advice and support out to everyone, but it's just, it's, would it be feasible for my business because I wouldn't, you know, make any money or anything. So yeah, it's just, you know, it is one of those and you sort of learn as well as you, as you get, you know, as you grow and stuff. But, and I'm still learning now, to be honest, because I've just, you know, it, it's all an experience, isn't it? But um I've actually lost I've actually lost where I am like what the question was um I think it was if you're going to hire who would you hire but I've just gone off on a complete tangent <laughs> um so yeah sorry about that guys um but yeah anyway let's move on to question five do you think a CV can be more than one page I've heard it shouldn't be but it's hard to fit uh this is difficult I think it well first of all it depends on the industry for creative industries, I don't know. It depends on the employer. I mean, it's great if you can have it on one page because obviously, especially when they're looking through like thousands, well, not thousands, but, you know, if there is one employer that's sort of filtering through them, then, yeah, it might be easy to have one page because it's, you know, all there. But at the same time, like, if you are at a level where you've got loads of experience and you want to, you know, explain all of the stuff that you've done, I don't think there's any harm in having two pages because, you know, it is there for someone to look through if they want to and, you know, everything's on there then. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. It, it's a tricky one, that is. I don't really, I don't really have an answer. Me personally, I've used one page at the minute. Um, that's just for me. That is purely because I haven't had that much experience. Well, prior to landing this job, um, so I didn't really need two pages. Um, but yeah, it, it just depends. Depends on the role. Depends on the company. I'd have a little bit of a stalk of the company. I'd say, yeah, do your research. Have a little look. Um, if you can get it down to one, get it down to one. Um, but if you can't, I don't think there's a massive problem with it. I don't know. That's that's a tricky one. I'm gonna move on to question. I think we're on six now. But um, yeah. So getting clients and managing them. Um, this isn't really a question. I think it's just more of a sort of topic to ask, like how to how to get clients and how do you manage them. Getting clients. I mean. I think it's all about connecting with people and being yourself and put yourself out there. The more you do, the more you're going to, you know, the more content that's out there of you, the more chance you're going to get noticed and the more chance someone's going to comment on your LinkedIn post and be like, oh, I like this. And you'll be like, oh, okay, you know, who's this guy? Let me connect with him. And he'll know someone else who needs a, I don't know, freelancer marketer for copywriting or whatever. And then he can refer you and it sort of works like that it's like word of mouth but on the internet now so yeah the more people you connect with the better I think that goes with any freelancer or any agency like it is all about connections all about referrals if you've done someone a really good website they're obviously going to refer you to someone else because you've done a really good job um in yeah so I think that is the best you know advice for that in terms of getting a client also let's say if you're a freelancer or you're a, I don't know, an agency, just make sure your website's really good. It doesn't have to be anything like fancy, but you don't want it to be not finished. You don't want it to have nothing on there and be basic. Make sure you've got your best work on there. Make sure that it's easy to use and it's, you know, the user experience is really good um, because essentially that is the window of everything. You know, that's where everyone goes if they want to hire someone, they go to your website straight away. So yeah, make sure your website is up to scratch. Um, what was the second part? Let me just go back on my phone, guys. Sorry about this. Um, oh yeah, managing clients. Okay, managing clients. Well, I haven't had loads of experience with this yet. It's sort of, my role now is very much account management. Obviously, I'm very new to the role, so I will be able to give more advice on this as I get you know, further into my role. But, you know, just from previous experience, like managing clients. So setting realistic expectations for one, like the worst thing you can do when having a client is saying, yeah, I can, you know, do however many posts a week for you, for your social content. And then you actually get down to it and you can't do it or you can do it, but it's not to a high standard and, you know, they're, they're not happy with the work. So yeah, just be honest with them. I think a client will appreciate more if you're honest with them and you say, look, you know, realistically, this is what we can do. Um, it, it's tricky as well because you'll find so many different things with like clients, like it depends on the client. Some clients can be super chill, totally relaxed, not bothered. They'll let you take the reins with it. They never have any problems, never have any amendments. They're absolutely golden client, which you don't really get many of. Um and then obviously you'll have clients that are picky and you know they'll have loads of amendments and they'll want things done a certain way, they'll want constant communication um, and you need to be very attentive of how they do communicate and how they do work because obviously everyone works differently. So yeah, I'd say you know just be conscious of that, be you know make sure that you're um, accommodating to how they work. 
And yeah, I mean, it, it does depend on the client. I'd say make sure that if you are managing multiple clients, you're very organized. You know, if you have, well, you'll have a lot of different responsibilities to do if you are managing um, various clients. So make sure that you've got a clear tracking system. You know, what have you done? How many hours for each client? And how much is that? Because you'll need to invoice them and you'll need to make sure that it's right. And they'll also want to see like proof of, you know, how much time you spent on certain things um, within the project or within the contract. So, yeah, I think, you know, organisation oh, is just so important. And I think that goes with anything in marketing and in life to be honest but yeah marketing specifically like if you're not organized I mean it might not be the right career for you not in that sense but it's just you really do need to be organized I mean it's not like you need to be you know incredibly have everything written down obviously no one's perfect like I I'm not the most organized person but I think it's not even organized it's just being on top of things because if you if you miss a deadline or you miss you know you miss up on things it just can affect the client and it can affect things, you know, so you don't want to be doing that. So, yeah, I think make sure you have like a system in place that's going to track things. Um, so, yeah, just get a Trello board, have a Trello board for every client that you've got and, you know, make sure every week you update it. And yeah, that's my advice for managing clients. Right, I've got a couple more questions left, but the next one is what's the university like? This is, I could be here all day, guys, with this one, but university for me, my personal experience with it was absolutely insane. I loved every minute of uni, and I feel like it's just a, a three years of your life that you're never going to get back, and it's just surreal. It's not real life, like, you just literally live with your mates, um, you're just going out, having fun, and yeah, you do do a bit of work, obviously, but you know, the first two years for me were pretty much just socialising and getting to know people and stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it's a it's a, an amazing time. Obviously, I know not everyone has the same experience. You know, some people don't like it. My course was fashion marketing. In the first two years, I probably I wouldn't say I was lazy, but I w- I wouldn't put hundred and ten percent effort in. I'd probably put about seventy percent effort in. And I know people put like twenty percent in in the first two years. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really that bothered. I never got a first, like, I wasn't, I just wanted to have a good time, to be honest. Um, which, yeah, it probably wasn't the best mentality to have. But then third year, I was sort of like, right, I need to get everything, you know, I need to get my act together now. And that's when I absolutely sweated it out, like, genuinely. I've never worked so hard in my life for the final major project. I literally, I got up at, like, seven, just worked all all day till about eight nine at nine at night even some nights was like 12 um and that was my final major project was flow so you know the huge 200 page research book that was all one project and I just the amount of like research I did I just I, I remember like looking back on it thinking I can't believe I actually did that and now I still look back and think I can't actually believe I did that because I don't think I'd be able to do it again because I don't have the I don't have the work ethic or motivation but yeah it was it was crazy but anyway back to the question um yeah uni is very different for everyone for me personally I would 100% recommend it I think it is an amazing time it's an opportunity to meet new people I've met friends there that you know are friends for life um and also just contacts as well like you know I've got graphic design friends and friends that are like buyers and stuff it's just 
really good in that sentence. Um, and also, like, the memories. Oh, it's just so good. Like, I lived in Falmouth for a year. Um, for a year? Three years. Um, and that was, like, at the beach. Oh, it was just so nice. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. But aside from all of the social aspects of it, it is great for, you know, work as well. To be totally honest, I didn't feel that prepared to go into marketing after I graduated. I don't know what it was. I, I just felt like I had no idea about anything still. Even though I'd studied for three years, I just finished and I was like, I don't have... Like, if I was to go into a job right now, I wouldn't have a clue. That's how I, how I felt. And that's how I felt when I got my first role. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing because, I don't know, I just... For me personally, like, uni didn't really prepare me at all for the real world. And I know that's so bad because, you, you know, you're spending loads of money on it. There is aspects of it that I did take a lot of value from. Like, for example, InDesign. I learned how to use InDesign at uni. And I probably wouldn't have known how to do it that well if I didn't go to uni. Um, all my portfolios, I wouldn't have done them if I didn't go to uni, which wouldn't, which meant that I wouldn't have done Flow, which meant that I wouldn't be where I am today. So yeah, it is like a domino effect and that's why I don't regret uni. But yeah, in terms of the actual like work side of things, you know, again though, mine was fashion. So it wasn't just marketing. It was very much about the fashion industry. And I don't work in the fashion industry, but if I did, I might feel different. Like I might feel like I was more prepared, you know, for that type of role. Um, so yeah, you know, everyone has a different experience. Um, and I get the question a lot of, you know, do you need to work, do you need to have a degree to work in marketing? You definitely don't. Like, I really don't think you do. Obviously, people do have degrees. Um, but, you know, I work with people now at, at the company that I work for, and some people haven't had degrees. So, yeah, you can do, like, an apprenticeship or experience. Like, experience is just as valuable, if not more. Me, personally, I think experience is more valuable um, just from having, like, done both um, because you just get stuck in um, and you can learn. But yeah, I mean, it depends. It's such a like debate and topic that people love to like argue about. Like, oh, you need to waste some money. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't think it was a waste of money. I really enjoyed it. And I would, you know, I'd say if people were to ask me, like, would you go? Yes, 100%. Um, but again, it might not be for you. Like, you know, there's other options that are just as good. You know, if you want to do an internship or, a, or an apprenticeship, that's completely fine. So yeah, it's just it's just down to you at the end of the day. Um, and I'd, I'd say speak to people who've been to that uni if you are debating going to uni um, because you'll get more of a feel for it and definitely visit the uni before you go because when I went to a couple of unis I hated them and when I went to Falmouth I just immediately loved it and I can't explain it but you'll just know like you'll know when you go and visit a uni right this is the one for me um, next question what is the best way to make a creative CV um, okay I'd it depends you can obviously do them on loads of different platforms like canva is probably the biggest one that people use my only thing with canva is i'd say try and not use a template and i know that's hard sometimes especially if you've not had design experience but even if you do use a template like try and differentiate it a little bit change the colors the font i don't know what it is but you know if you're applying to a massive role that a load of people are going to apply for they might even like recognize that you've took it just straight from Canva. Um, it won't really matter too much. Like, I don't know, it's tricky, but if it's like a, a design focused role, I'd say to not do that, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I designed mine on InDesign because obviously I'm comfortable using the app and the, you know, software. But if you're not comfortable using it, there's no point in using it because you're not going to enjoy it. 
and you're probably just going to get stressed and sack it off. So yeah, I'd, I'd 100% recommend just go to Canva and create one on there. But yeah, just try and try and make it a little bit different. Try and, you know, make it reflect your personality, your character. I've seen the girl from Duolingo. She manages the social media there. Absolutely brilliant job, obviously, because they've just been amazing. Um, and I shared this on my Instagram, actually, but she created a, well, a creative CV as such. But it wasn't, like, massively creative. Like, it was pretty standard in terms of, like, CV layouts. Like, it wasn't, like, this, ma- you know, this intricate graphic design layout. It was just standard, like, black and white CV sort of, well, kind of quirky in terms of the layout. It wasn't, like, just a Word doc. But, yeah, and the the thing that stood out for her, though, is the style and the tone of voice. Like, she was so chatty and, like, the actual phrasing of the copy that she put in there was just like really really engaging and it sort of stands out straight away so yeah it doesn't always have to be like this huge design or something that's so extravagant like it can be the littlest things that help you stand out um and again that was true to herself that reflected her personality so I think it's just important to you know be yourself don't be afraid to go out the go outside the box a little bit and do something a little bit different because it might work like it might you know employer might look at it and think yeah you know what she's got something about her and let's get her in for an interview next question is it hard to get a job in the industry um i mean if you mean the marketing industry i'd say it depends doesn't it if you've had experience no i think the amount of marketing jobs have shot up since um well when I graduated, um, I think, you know, there's, there's a vast amount of marketing jobs out there now. And it's growing. Like, the, the marketing industry is vast, especially with social media. You know, there's, there's jobs as TikTok coordinators now and TikTok assistants. That was a that was a job that didn't even exist when I was at uni. Like, it's just crazy what can happen in a short amount of time. So, yeah, I think in terms of the actual environment itself, I think it's not... You know, there's definitely not a shortage of job, jobs out there for marketing. Um, but on the other hand, yes, if, of course, it is tricky to get into it if you've had no experience because, you know, employers at the end of the day, they are employing, they are paying for someone and they do want someone to be able to do the job. And, you know, in a perfect world, they don't really want to train them that much. Again, depends for what role you're in for, like graduate schemes and stuff. You, you usually get all your training and stuff. But, yeah, like a lot of agency jobs they just hire someone with experience but you know my agency hired me and I didn't have any experience but that's why I created my portfolio because it showed that I've not had experience like I've not worked at an actual role for a year however you know I have had well I've created all of these things that showcase my expertise in email marketing or you know I know how to track a campaign um it's still very different in the industry obviously but you know, I think if you show your capabilities, like you're capable of doing that role, then that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, you just get a job like straight away, the first one that you apply for. But realistically, it just doesn't happen like that. Um, it took me a while. It definitely, you definitely will probably get a fair few rejections. Um, I did. M- not a fair few, but you'll get a few. That's just life. Um but that's fine, you know, obviously, if you don't have any experience, then it's, it's you know, normal. And even with experience, it can be tricky, especially if you're going up against, you know, a thousand different candidates. It can be tricky to, you know, stand out. Um, 
but yeah, you know, you got to be persistent, keep going. Don't take it to heart when you get rejected because everyone gets rejected. It's normal and it's fine. You know, you're not, it's not a reflection of you. Like, you know, I used to get so upset and I'd be think, I'd just think in my room, like crying, like, oh, why am I not getting anywhere? Like, is it me? I'm not very good at, you know, interviews and I'm not very confident and, you know, it, it's not always you. It's just that someone happened to apply that had that just a year's more experience and it's just one of those. So, you know, you just got to keep going. You will find it. You will find the job. You will get your foot in the door. And after you've got your foot in the door, it will just go from there and you'll just get more and more experience and you'll grow. So, yeah, I think for anyone in that stage now of like having to apply and, you know, getting going through rejection, yes, it is tough, but honestly just keep going that is my advice and I know it's easy to say like it's easy to say oh I'll keep going yeah but you know just from personal experience like have have a day where you're upset about rejection and stuff yeah obviously but if you keep going you would definitely definitely find something and just remember that you're not alone like everyone else is in the same boat um I was guilty of that I used to think oh you know my friend's got a job at Burberry or whatever. And I was like working at Morrison's, which is my local supermarket um, at the time. But then you fast forward a couple of years and now I've got my own business. Like how would I have ever predicted that? I never would have thought that in a million years. So, you know, everyone's on a different timeline. So don't worry about it. If you're working, you know, if you're working at a bar or you're working at a supermarket and you're applying for jobs, that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So don't beat yourself up. You'll get there. Give it time. Um, I feel like I'm a motivational speaker tonight, but um, yeah, I just, I, you know, I know how hard it is and it is hard. It's definitely hard when you graduate because you feel, you always feel like, I mean, I did, like I felt like a failure at some points when I was starting out. Um, and I, I remember, especially even in my role, like I, I don't know, I just had like moments where I was like, oh, is marketing even what I want to do? I'm not very good at it, but keep going and, you know, be confident in your abilities and know that you'll get this, give yourself time, give yourself, you know, a break, everyone's going through probably the same thing and the same feelings as you, so I think that is it for questions today, let me have a look, yep, that is it, we are at the end, thank you to everyone who um, gave me questions to answer, I really appreciate it and it's really helpful for this podcast, um, be sure to follow Flow for more updates. I've got a new template coming out this week, which I am so excited about, and also loads of different things in the pipeline for like masterclasses and stuff. So yeah, make sure to keep your eyes peeled, guys. Um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope I hope you're well. Um, and yeah, I'll speak to you on the next episode. <laughs>